Mazel tov. Shalom. Shalom. Welcome back to Hangovers and Highs. I'm Drew Shank, your host, with my mensch, Christian Valvo. Howdy, Drew. Val, howdy, partner. My brother had a, uh, had a New York transplant, moved down to Texas, belt buckle and all, would sit there and go, Val, uh, howdy, partner, to him. It was almost comical. So I ask. Yes. I'm, I'm back from Myrtle Beach, and um, yes, I did not get corona, COVID, so isn't that great, Christian? I'm really proud of you, Drew. Thank you. But I did manage to pick up chlamydia just by touching a bench. Well, no, that's what they say about the beaches. <laughs> yeah, wrap up. it's pretty dangerous. So, Christian, as you know, pinched hit on episode four as we are in episode V today. I, I'd like you to call me Big Poppy from now on, I think... Uh... Dude, it's, until you get the coffee order correct, well, you got the vodka order correct today. But he pinched hit and um, did a very wonderful job uh, covering NASCAR Swift and solid response. And he was co-hosted um, with this young lady who he dated at Tulane, very smart, rational, pretty girl named Jessica, uh, Jessica Rice. And you can see why she kicked Christian to the curb, I feel, after yeah, watching her in action. As you guys have seen over the past four episodes, I really am not much of a catch. Um, <laughs> that much has been made clear. Don't kid yourself. You're a tremendous catch. Well, I'll pick yourself up, son. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're hey. beautiful. Abraham made that <laughs> Hey, episode five, Wailing Wall. Well, we've got much to cover, Christian. Um, we've got Deshaun Jackson, Philadelphia Eagles. See Jacks. DJX uh, posted several anti-Semitic remarks, right? We, we all know about this, uh, including quoting Adolf Hitler claiming Jews will extort America. Apparently it wasn't even Adolf Hitler as shitty as that guy was. It wasn't even his quote, correct? Yeah, it was, it was falsely attributed to Hitler. And I believe it was a, a quote from uh, the, the Honorable Reverend Mr. Uh, Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, scholarly Louis Farrakhan. who the Dr. Reverend. Dr. Reverend, yes, who said Jews are satanic and likened to termites. So the Eagles, um, Jewish ownership, Jeff yep. Jeff Laurie, correct? Oh, Jewish owned and the GM is a Jew. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. And uh, so it took about a week for them to respond. And um, what did they do? Undisclosed fine. For conduct detrimental to the team. And uh, no game suspension. None of that. But the, uh, the Eagles were in a bit of a pickle um, because of something that occurred six years ago about Riley Cooper. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about that, Christian. Yeah, so Riley Cooper was, I, I believe he was probably like the Eagles' third or wide receiver three at the time. And um, during that uh, offseason— White Eagles, wide receivers aren't white, number one. Yes, well, <laughs> Sorry. Ever. Adam Thielen, hey, come on. Yeah. We got one. That's uh, true. <laughs> So uh, he was he was recorded at a concert yelling the N word, saying he's going to kill every N word in here. So I mean, it was horrible kind of a, a public relations incident, just an awful Nightmare. thing, obviously for Riley Cooper, the person to be doing. Yeah, I think it was that like a bouncer wouldn't let him in backstage no, or I, something. Yeah, or something like, and, that, like a country he, concert and. Front row, and I think yeah, he was yelling at a bouncer to like get backstage backstage access. In the country that just that just rips of stars and bars <laughs> in my mind. I think, but 
So, I mean, what can you say? Uh, Deshaun and, and if the Eagles suspend Deshaun, you've got a media frenzy. You, you've mm-hmm. got a white guy hand slap Deshaun, you know, game oh, yeah, suspension. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah, so uh, Cooper, Cooper did not – he wasn't suspended for any games. He received a fine kind of similar – like a, an undisclosed, undisclosed fine similar to Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Undisclosed. This episode's brought to you by Whistlepig. Um, anyway, thank you. <laughs> Good. So, and, and I hate to say it, but what emerged great out of this, um, and I do mean, I think this is a blueprint of resolutions of what we're going through today instead of rioting in the street. That little beady-eyed Julian Edelman, uh, unbelievable Julian? wide receiver. Julian, yes, yes, Julian, and he is Jewish. Um, wide receiver, he's a you know stealer killer. I mean, the, the right. Patriots have been, and, and and once again, you know, Christian and I are fans. But he made an excellent response. Yeah, I mean, it was a lunch pail response. There you go. There you go. Really lunch scrappy pail. response. Scrappy response. But he <laughs> first guy in, last guy out response. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I won the lunch bucket award at my old company a bunch of times. So, anyways, for hardest worker, I'm um, the scrappiest guy there. Yeah, and just like you said, prototypical. But um, he made a great response because he he offered to Sean. He said, "Look, I'll go to D.C. You take me to the Black History Museum, and I'll take you to the Holocaust Museum tours, and um, we'll have a burger and a beer, and uh, we'll talk it out." And I think, man, that's that's pretty progressive. Uh, I agree. I, I think uh, Edelman definitely handled it the right way, but I also think that. Uh, well, I definitely agree that conversations are the correct way to sort of solve these uh, complex problems where we really don't understand the other person's perspective. But I think there's an exception in this case. Deshaun Jackson is ignorant of knowing who Hitler is. So the, the, there's a real disconnect between an honest misunderstanding and um, an honest ignorance because you haven't experience the sort of things that other folks have and i think that kind of ties back into the drew Brees situation his crime was being ignorant of the um the black experience of gis coming back from world war ii and um i I think very rightfully so a lot of nfl players nba players uh famous athletes kind of jumped on Brees and kind of gave him the perspective that he didn't have that um when the World War II, when Black World War II veterans returned home, they weren't allowed to move into a lot of the uh, communities like Levittown that were popping up as GI housing. They weren't able to take full advantage of the GI Bill to educate themselves. So I, I think it was um, the the community kind of really responded well to the Bree situation. And I think that's an example of where they did start a positive dialogue. But when we're talking about the crimes at hand, Drew Brees was ignorant of something that he could not have possibly understood without having a conversation. Whereas Deshaun Jackson was ignorant of who Adolf Hitler was. The single most... Pretty hard to... Uh... Vitri- I mean, in, the, in Western society, when you say Adolf Hitler, he is immediately... Your, your, your mind goes to one thing. That's the most evil man. Well, well it's, it's funny you say that because years ago, there was a book called Life's Little Instruction Book, and it had all these, all these nice little sayings. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I literally was saying to uh, my wife and some friends, we were driving to a friend's farmhouse and saying, wouldn't it be funny if there was life's little destruction book? So 
sure enough, we go to this house and there was a life's little destruction book. And one of the things was always quote Adolf Hitler, right? Brag about your fur coat at the pet store. <laughs> always have one for the road. <laughs> Never call your mom, that type of shit. But, Seat buckles are for pussies. <laughs> but, but really, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel to, to be called uh, naivete on, on Adolf Hitler is, is kind of absurd. But. Yeah, and, and I, I think the, uh, the response to the Breeze situation and the response to the Deshaun Jackson situation really have kind of, uh, it's really shown a light on where a lot of people's um, views towards racism and progressivism lie. Um, I, I think given, uh, I think Malcolm Jenkins was a perfect example of this. He's the guy that immediately came out and said that Drew Brees, he told him to fuck off and said he was irredeemable or whatever. And his response to the Deshaun Jackson incident was, he, he released a video where he basically said, guys, let's not lose sight of the uh, the goal at hand, this is just a distraction. It's just a distraction that our brother Deshaun uh, quoted Hitler and was horribly anti-Semitic. It's just a distraction to the real problem. So I, I think that shows that people, a lot of the times, only care about progress if it means progressing in their, their agenda. Own yeah. <laughs> yes, own agenda exactly. So. Um, that's a tale of two stories, right? That's a walk a mile in my shoes, I felt, um, that Julian offered as an opportunity. Um, that's almost a, uh, a spectrum of a story in itself. But uh, COVID, I think, is sure a, a story that has many hangovers and highs, and um, without a doubt. And I want to talk about optics with COVID, and I want to talk about the Big Ten. Yeah, and this leads into our uh, our hangover of the week. It does. It does lead into our Big Ten, uh, our hangover of the week. So the Big Ten, and, and full disclosure, Christian went for a little bit to a Big Ten school. My daughter yep, is one semester, a baby. rising senior at uh, in Bloomington, same, Indiana, same school. same school. But uh, the Big Ten announced that they're only having a Big Ten schedule. So... What I'm questioning, are you suggesting perhaps Ann Arbor, Bloomington, and Columbus are safer than Palo Alto, Tuscaloosa, and Chapel Hill? No. No. So, <laughs> um, and, and when I say optics, it's not just the Big Ten. The NFL cancels a preseason, while, while often a, a waste of time and a revenue grab. Well, I, I don't think that was as much optics as apparently everybody's due to, or the rookies are due to report to training camp on Saturday. And they don't have like any of the contract details worked out, so I think the, the cancellation of the NFL preseason is is more reaction to the fact that they aren't going to be ready by then. Well, yeah, th yeah, that's certainly a part. But uh, I've always thought that the uh, the preseason was was obviously oh, a waste. But, but, but the party line Other is that it's dangerous. So I'm like, if it's so damn dangerous, well, isn't the regular season dangerous? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th I think that's the NFL just covering their asses saying, oh, this is for player safety as opposed to the fact that they haven't uh, reached a deal, an agreement with labor yet. And, and no NFL is unimaginable, by the way. So, but, but then – and then they, the, Has there ever been a, an, NFL, an NFL lockout? No, they had a strike season with scabs. Mm. As they and, called they them, these play like twelve games. Or something yeah, like and they had players. I mean, some were NFL quality, most of them were not. Mm -hmm. Sort of thing going on. It, it's hard for me to remember it. I, I think I was, but I was about twenty. Anyways, 
That was a dark era for the so Steelers in the 1952. 1953, yes. Yep. <laughs> so NBA uh, places all its chips in one city, uh, Orlando or Disney. Disney. Um, Speaking of anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Walt Disney. Like the, the Look at that little Walt. stash he had. Yeah, no, and he's still frozen, so it's, it's really good. He's going to gonna reemerge, out. yeah, he, he and Stalin. But um, in the state with the fastest corona pace apparently is Florida, so... Yeah, I think they had like 15,000 new cases on Monday or something, just preposterous. So that's where they're placing their bets, and then the NHL uh, has... Which makes sense. It's like um, if you're looking for a nuclear safe zone, you go to, I don't know, three days after Chernobyl. Chernobyl, <laughs> Three Mile Island, uh uh, and the NHL similarly has all their games in Toronto and Edmonton. And the MLB has said 60 game compressed schedule, 40 within uh, your own. Uh, it's like 60 division. and 66 days. Right, right, yeah. Not for those fellas. And then 20 in the corresponding American League Central, NL Central, for instance. Yeah, so it's 2040. It's 40 intercon. Intraconference. And then yeah. 20 inter. Yeah. The only thing, Christian, I'd, I'd be interested in your take that I can see for this uh, regionalization of baseball and Big Ten only schedules is no airplane travel. Uh, but I thought these teams kind of charter anyways. Um, I, I'm trying to think of why the win is in this. Yeah, I, I, I think we, uh, we, we have to separate the NCAA from the MLB just because one is a, a very, you know, well-respected organization that only cares about educating um, young men and young women from, uh, you know, just really rough situations and uh, unfair backgrounds. And the other is uh -huh. a, uh, an evil capitalist regime. <laughs> so, uh, With no. a sickle and a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I offended any communist era. Right. We, we know we have a lot of uh, pinko and uh, full-blown <laughs> commie listeners here. But um, back to what I was saying, I, I really think that any NCAA organization that is trying to play sports this year, I, I think it is a cash grab. I think with the way that the second wave is coming on and um, how we've seen college kids who are already back on campus for the summer react to the COVID uh, restrictions and they're having COVID parties where they put money into a pot oh my and God. whoever gets it. I, I, I just, I don't. Tuscaloosa. I, roll Tide, baby. Woo, woo. Uh, I, I don't see any real scenario where every single school is back, let alone the ones um, large enough to have these massive football programs. So I, I think it just really is a cash grab, and it, it really just highlights what a scummy, shitty organization the NCAA is. Oh, they're, they're just dirty. We need to do a, an entire season on the NCAA okay. and their shittiness. But if you had to... Place your bet of those Power Five conferences. Which one so do you five, think are just gonna, for the for yeah, everybody at home? Edification. Pack Pac 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 twelve. Pac twelve. Big ten. Big ten. Big, Big 12, twelve. ACC. SEC. SEC. Okay. So which one is going to fight the hardest to have their football season all together now? That S would be the old SEC, SEC. where um, I, I think the entire 90% of Alabama's GDP is tied into uh, the Crimson Tide and, and Coach Saban. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I, I think a lot of this, uh, some of this response, like Big Ten, MLB, and j just across the board, really, but some of the, those are two highlighters. Um, 
or that it's optic. And that does it for episode five of Hangovers and Highs, Wailing Wall. I wanted to say thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in this week and uh, to all of our fans, whether you've been listening since the beginning or you just found us yesterday. Uh, We really appreciate your viewership, and uh, we look forward to bringing out more and more uh, Hangovers and Highs content that both Drew and I and you guys, the audience, will enjoy. So uh, thanks, and we'll see you next time.